and welcome back to the That Got Me Thinking podcast. I'm your host Nat and this week I've been thinking about what success means to me because I think we've all bought into a huge lie that when we become successful, rich or fill in the blank that fits you then we become happy. We push ourselves, we hustle because we believe the lie. We think it's true. Our happiness will become fulfilled when we reach this impossible target. But who has set this target? Is it you or I? Or is it a target that's been handed to us by society, mass consumerism and marketing? What we failed to realise is that when we confront this lie, we realise happiness is a choice, an everyday choice, not linked to our version of success at all. We get so bogged down in the farce of success instead of focusing on fulfilment, on our own wants and desires for our one precious life. And there's a brilliant poem I love by Topher Kirby who says, where you are now, in this place, in this space and time, is exactly where you're meant to be. To experience these moments, to live these days, and it may not feel like you're moving forward fast enough, but that's the point. You're meant to be present during each step of your journey. So don't rush it. You'll be living your future before you know it, and these moments will fade to memories. So make these memories ones you'll never want to forget. Now this week, on this week's podcast, I am talking to Laura Sanderson and her words of advice, you only get one life. I hope you enjoy our interview as much as I did. Have a great week. Hello and welcome back to the That Got Me Thinking podcast. I'm your host Nat and today we have a very special guest. So we have got Laura Sanderson who is the founder of We Swim Wild where they use science, adventure and grassroots activism to protect wild waters. And not only that, she's the director at the Big Retreat Wales. I'm so excited to speak to you. Welcome Laura, thank you for agreeing to do this. (laughs) Thank you for having me on. I'm really excited um, to find out more about We Swim Wild but actually to find out how... How did this become something you were really passionate about? How did you get get into this, I suppose? Wild swimming. Yeah. And it goes back a few years now, but um, I used to be, well, it goes further back than that, I suppose, if I think about it, because I never really mentioned this. I think it was 2017, I broke up with my long-term partner under not great circumstances, which we won't go into. But um, for a whole year, I decided not to to just throw myself into work. I just worked yeah. flat out for a year and I got promoted. I worked in education, but I got promoted. And I literally, honestly, I don't know how I did it. So I drive from Harlech to Slandidno, where I used to work, wow. an hour and a half round, just a three hour round trip and drop the kids off. And then I'd work. And then because I was in management, I'd come home, feed the kids, keep and then go, keep working to like midnight or one o'clock, then get up at five o'clock, do it all over again. <laughs> And I did that for a year and then all of a sudden um, I got ill and I guess I'd felt ill for a while, but a couple of things, um, I think I was run down, but I hadn't really noticed because I used to work overwork, overwork and I'd never do anything for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, without going too much into it, I got, there's a film called Hydrotherapy if you want (laughs) to. 
<laughs> find about about it. But um, oh yeah, on the first day of the summer holidays, I ended up in A and E, which was I was planning to head to India for the summer, so I was a bit gutted. That timing is off. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I, I like almost died. They brought me back, and um, oh, then I had the epiphany that I might not live till I retire. I remember that being like the one of the Big main push. things I remembered, thinking, "Oh my god, I bought into this system." Yeah, <laughs> that's not actually like I. I've suddenly been pulled out of the rat race, mm. and I thought, "Oh my god, I would have been absolutely gutted if I died then." <laughs> Because I haven't done any of the things I wanted to do. So I was really, yeah, so uh, some changes had to be made. And it's so interesting, isn't it, how we always think, oh, yeah, but I'll do that when. And that when gets pushed further and further back, doesn't it? And we just think it'll wait uh, because I didn't I and it's really odd to think why is it because at the time loads of things seem more important like the emails like you said or the yeah. or the just keeping going or that we're just such in a hamster wheel aren't we that we can't even consider the things that we really want it could be potentially right there if, yeah. if we decided definitely that is a, a theme <laughs> and oh my goodness that is that is quite a story and so where, where hmm. does the wild swimming has that been saying this so yeah so after- really helped you yeah, so after I'd, I'd been ill, obviously, I had lots, had lots of blood transfusions. And like a month later, all my nails fell off, all of them. Oh my goodness. And I started to feel like I was 100 years old. So yeah. I couldn't even get up and go to the to like the bathroom. Honestly, it was it was going from being really fit. Well, what I thought was really fit, fit enough. <laughs> to, yeah. Um, not being able to do basic things. So I kept going back to the doctor back and forth because it's a really difficult thing to you have to rule everything out before they diagnose mm. you with it and they diagnosed me with fibromyalgia yeah and there's not really anything you can do for it so I kept going to the doctor it was actually a student doctor that I found and she said have you tried because I had in, inflamed joints as well at times and yeah. she asked if I tried um cold showers and mm-hmm. I looked on the coast and I thought well I don't fancy standing in my shower in freezing cold water. I'll just get I'll just get in the sea. <laughs> um, and that was in like the September, I think. And then it gets quite addictive, I think, once you start. And as soon as I got in salt water, specifically, if anyone's got any um, like arthritis, fibromyalgia, anything like that, salt water every time does it for me. Um, cold water, mountain water and things are good too, but salt water is by far the best. And it must be because of the... <laughs> like the uh, minerals and so are you someone now who goes out like rain or shine and swims in the sea yeah so I've just moved inland slightly from the coast um so at the moment I'm stuck to like a river and the mountain in the mountains but um yes I do yeah it's kind of just something I do every day and is it a mental do you think it's like mental more than physical in terms of like getting your mindset prepped for it because the thought of it like makes me shiver but I also would you know when you think oh something I'd love to try and it's, it's there's so much about it at the moment isn't it about the benefits of it and what how it can yeah. help but my mindset's like why are you doing that and I think, <laughs> do think there's a lot of mindset stuff sometimes like I've never sometimes I've thought oh, I don't fancy getting into it and then but you never regret it once once you're in ever so once you get past the initial you'll be fine but um yeah it's definitely a kind of mindset if you if you think about it like oh my gosh that's going to be freezing before you get in then obviously you've you've psyched yourself up 
<laughs> it's like anything, isn't it? I'm gonna. Yeah. So yeah, if you just don't think like that, and think, oh, it's lovely tropical waters. Amazing. So what are the benefits? What do you feel? Is there a kind of adrenaline after it, and you kind of get addicted to it? Yeah, they um, they call it the afterglow, but you you get a rough rush of endorphins afterwards, um, like any exercise. But mm. because of the cold water, you get a rush of endorphins, and it makes you feel good. But um, there is the after drop out after that if, if you've been in too long, yeah. or you can start to feel cold. But yeah, it's definitely worth it. I think it's it's really taken off in lockdown. It's gone yeah, through the roof. I, I definitely it seems much I've seen loads of it lately and then when I saw your stuff I thought this is so interesting but there's a lot more behind at We Swim Wild than just um Swimming Wild isn't there um tell us a little bit more about what you do there because I've been looking about you know about your education programs and how you're really trying to support the, the almost the plastic waste epidemic can you tell us more about what you do at We Swim Wild yeah, so it started because I set up Snowdonia Beach Clean and I um, used to run the beach cleans and beach cleans are great for highlighting awareness to the general public. But, mm-hmm. you know, the corporations are checking out more plastic than we're picking up. It just seemed to be like a, a pointless exercise, but something obviously needs to be done further up, yeah. um, up the chain. So I decided I wanted to test, swim from Snowdon to the sea to highlight the plastic pandemic, which was a quite foolish of me considering I'd only been swimming outdoors for about six months at that point but um <laughs> yeah I think it's 26 kilometers so I decided to oh swim gosh. from the top of Snowden to the sea but I also wanted to test for microplastics because it mm. kept coming out in the media that uh, plastic never goes away and I didn't really understand that like where was it going <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah so, um it come out in the press that a guy called Dr Christian Dunn from Bangor Uni which is quite close to me yeah. had found microplastics in a 10 of the UK's like most famous lakes so I got in touch with him and um, he agreed to test the water samples if I collected it and we found microplastics all the way through the water system um, which is kind of where We Swim Wild started really so we're both he's a director of We Swim Wild uh, I guess I'm the founder of We Swim Wild but um, yeah together we work on huge citizen science projects so at the moment we've got um, is over like hundred odd swimmers around the UK are collecting water samples for us so we can test them for microplastics. So what we're trying to do is map the levels of UK microplastics. And for someone who's not aware of microplastics, what what is it and what why is it so dangerous to, to the planet and to ourselves? Well we don't we don't know the full effects yet. There's not enough okay. research been done on it. Mm-hmm. So when I swam, for example, the Snowden swim, um we didn't think we'd find any in the source, but a month later they found it at the top of the Everest um, in the air. They found it in, gla- in glaciers since then. So there's been more research going on since we started the project. But it mainly comes from... Um, so so the water that we collect actually looks like drinking water that you can drink. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't see anything until it's in the labs, but it mainly comes from um, synthetic fibres. So from your washing machine, your clothes... And the second biggest offender is probably car tyres. Um, so it's not necessarily directly linked to um, like macroplastics breaking down, although that does that is also another contributing factor. The biggest um, factor is synthetic fibres. Wow. Yeah. This is, and yeah. you're doing a lot of kind of education programmes as well, aren't you? And is, does that a kind of, is that the general public or is that more kind of wider? 
Yeah, so we have um, an education programme that we're starting up in North Wales and Gwynedd as a pilot this year, and then we'll roll it out um, across Wales to start with. But it's um, to highlight microplastics, but we're also taking um, coastal communities from like, they're generally, we did a bit of research and they're kind of the poorer areas and they haven't got, most of them don't go to the coast or to the sea. Yeah. We did some research on it. So we wanted to get the coastal communities and the pupils from the schools that live there connected to the ocean a bit more. So we want to take them out snorkeling so they can see there's a lot of marine life off the coast of Wales and um, to see the marine life, but also then to do their own citizen science on the beach. So we're building these machines in the labs that allow pupils to like siphon the sand through and see microplastics and take it back and it will inform into our academic report. So it's trying to have greater links with further education at Bangor Uni, looking at marine biology and environmental science and giving them the opportunity to see kind of the opportunities that are available yeah. um, in these areas. So that's the, oh, that's the idea behind that one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so obviously another hat you wear is the Big Retreat Wales. Um, how how did that come about? Is that something that you would just kind of thought there was a need for it or you just got involved with? How How is that linked? Yeah, I've got involved quite recently, really. I've, I always did the Wild Swim sessions for them, but it's mm-hmm. run by Amber uh, Lord Phillips from Lorraine in Pembrokeshire, who actually lives in the village, and a lady called Diana. Um, and I've come on board as a director and there's another guy called Ryan Riley, the TV chef, who's another director. So he deals with the food and drink you know and and the chef and I deal with the um adventure so we're having a new adventure stage and we're having a new like wild swim stage so I've brought that element to it but together myself and Amber have started a non-profit branch of the big retreat to give emerging talent an opportunity and a platform so um throughout the next year because the next festival won't be till June 2022 Mm -hmm. there'll be opportunities to apply if you're like a comedian, visual artist, musician, chef, you know, to give emerging talent the to come on board and perform, I guess, at the festival. Yeah, big stage. This is amazing. And so do you, are you involved in education apart from, like, your programme? You kind of stepped that as far as education stands for you now, Laura? You stepped away from the managerial day job? Yeah, I step, yeah I've stepped away from teaching in schools. Um, I prefer being outside for a start. <laughs> yeah but, um, yeah yeah sometimes yeah I think it's quite I don't want to say too much bad against the education system because teachers do a great job but sometimes I think it's quite stifling so you're kind of teaching yeah. to the to the exam really and there's not much room to think beyond that definitely so yeah I was I was out of there <laughs> so, well your life sounds intriguing I'm like wow that sounds amazing um so what could like for someone like me or someone who's listening what could we all do um to help more sustainability or protect our wild waters what, what could say one thing that we could do i suppose there's a couple of things you can do from home i guess the first oh. one is obviously reduce your use of single-use plastic swap them out yeah. like um, i'm a hydro flask ambassador but a reusable flask is great and food containers so you and be pre- a little bit more prepared and on the go Mm. um I have to really make myself because I'm probably one of the worst people I'm always late <laughs> I'm always everyone's like oh god so disorganized but um yeah always like go prepared if you're going to go somewhere and and leave no trace so even sometimes when you shove stuff in the bin you know when you're out and about mm. um it gets blown in the wind it ends up in the sea and ocean so if you leave no trace means 
whatever you take with you, take it home, you can recycle it and dispose of it. Another one is we're talking about synthetic fabrics. Try and avoid like that fast, cheap fashion because it's normally all made from synthetic fibers and try not to put it on a high wash, put it on like 30 so it doesn't break down so easily when you're doing a wash and get um, like a guppy friend bag. They collect the microfibers before they reach, before they're released into the water system. So things like that will help and some of those i hadn't even thought of and you think don't you when you go like so you go to the beach and you put the stuff in the bin you don't even consider like those things that's really interesting for me this whole yeah. thing's been interesting i'm like oh my goodness um <laughs> yeah fascinated so if you had to give um there's lots of women on our podcast not just solely but there's lots of women what is like a message or a hint and tip you might give to somebody i suppose that might be listening who's thinking about wild swimming or maybe just changing up their lifestyle i suppose oh it's two different <laughs> it's, it's that's fine you go question. ahead laura <laughs> <laughs> uh wild swimming you can go check out uh, my website we swim and there's some tips on there in the swim section but always go with somebody else it depends where you're swimming so if you're swimming with the tide you need to check your tide times there's quite a lot of information on our website for safety so it's probably quicker for you to go read it there than yeah. we can rule it off um the second thing to change it yeah you only get one life so definitely don't wait for a rainy day I mean when I was teaching I remember thinking I didn't I didn't want to do it anymore but I remember thinking you know I have to when I retire I'll get this money and (laughs) you know and all this stuff and then I thought my god I I don't know what would happen if I quit I mean I've quit and I'm single parent with two children and I've been fine so (laughs) I just follow your bit. dreams you don't want to get to your deathbed like I did and be like oh, I wish I'd done this 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 you know yeah. there's never a good time just take the step it's my no one's ever gonna say like at your funeral oh you know she was a she was a great commuter or she was a yeah. great worker <laughs> you yeah, she's a great cleaner yeah you, you definitely don't remember your you know you don't think about your job when you're dying no. you think about like family friends things and experiences and memories, memories so go and make as many as you can and they'll replace us in our jobs as soon as, as oh yeah yeah I was like winning awards and as soon as I was gone they were like next yeah it's brutal but it brutal. does put into perspective doesn't it actually what's important is ourselves and what we want to do with our yeah. lives in the bigger yeah picture. 100% Laura thank you so much and I will link um, kind of you on Instagram and the website when I do the show notes so everybody who is looking for Laura or more information on her website will be on there and it's been yeah intriguing thank you so much for your time I really appreciate it thanks for having me on <laughs> oh thanks everyone have a lovely day bye Laura bye bye <laughs>